Hello, hello. If you are an ambitious female professional who wants to up-level your voice and your confidence, I have a super important announcement that you are not going to want to miss. Right now, enrollment is open for my signature coaching program, The Art of Speaking Up Academy. If you are looking for a simple but powerful step-by-step process to help you learn to speak like an executive and to help you feel more badass and unstoppable deep down inside, this is the program for you. To learn more, head over to jessguzzickcoaching.com slash academy. Enrollment is open through Wednesday, March 20th. That's jessguzzick, J-E-S-S-G-U-Z-I-K, coaching.com slash academy. All right. Let's get on to the episode. They're going to have a positive experience consuming your information, which means that over time, they're going to learn to associate your communication and your work with a positive experience in their minds and their brains, which means they're going to associate you with a positive experience. And there are fewer things better for your career than beginning to build that reputation. Can you tell that I get excited about this? It's just, it's so much fun and it's such low hanging fruit and I'm so excited to help you with it. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik. And my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the show. As you can probably tell by the intro quote of this episode, today we're talking about a topic that I get really pumped about, which is communicating at work. And this episode is dedicated to giving you a simple tool that once you truly understand it, and once you internalize it, you can easily, easily implement it. And it will really help you be perceived as more credible and more of a leader at work, which is so exciting because that's the entire mission of this show is to help women rise. And this is a tool that will really help you rise. I can't wait to get into it. Before I dive in, I wanted to let you know of two free resources that I have created for listeners of the show to support your professional development. The first one I created, I like to call it my magical morning journal. And it's this five minute, one page, quick journaling exercise that I like to do in the morning, especially if I'm feeling overwhelmed, and I find it really helpful in pivoting from overwhelm to optimism and helping me feel like, okay, I can handle the day, I'm ready. It just gets me centered and grounded, and I find it very helpful, and I wanted to share it with you as a thank you to anyone who has left a rating or a review for the show. If you have rated or reviewed the show and you'd like to get the journaling exercise, all you have to do is send me an email Jessica at theartofspeakingup.com. Just let me know that you're interested in the journaling exercise and I'll send it your way. And the second resource I've created, which I'm super pumped about, was so much fun to write, is a mini ebook. It's a quick read. It's an easy read. It's a fun read. And it is titled The Smart, Ambitious Woman's Guide to Assertiveness in the Workplace. And it was actually inspired 
by my struggle with assertiveness and the journey I went through in trying to find my own authentic assertive voice, which was very, very difficult for me. And if this is something that you struggle with, if you often lean on people pleasing as kind of like a way to avoid saying the scary thing or a way to avoid the discomfort, then the tools that I share in this mini ebook I think will really help you start to give yourself little pushes out of your comfort zone, not in a scary way, not in a dramatic way, just in a way that feels good and authentic and feels like it's getting you closer to the truer, more empowered version of yourself at work. I am so, so, so excited about this resource. I hope it helps you. If you're interested in getting the ebook, there is a link in the show notes where you can sign up and it'll get sent straight to your inbox. And of course, if you want the morning journaling exercise, just leave a rating or a review for the show and then shoot me an email. I'll put all of this in the show notes. Now it's time to get into the topic for today's show, which is communication, which is one of the most important things ever in our careers, like ever, ever, ever. It's so incredibly important. So sit back, soak up as much as you can. I hope you enjoy and let's dive in. So today I am talking about a favorite topic of mine, a nerdy topic, a nerdy, nerdy topic. I am a huge communications nerd. I'm a word nerd, and that rhymes, which makes it even funnier and even nerdier. But I love words, and I love communication, and I love finding ways in a professional setting to sharpen and tighten up communication. It's a really fun creative exercise for me, and I'm hoping that I can get you as excited about it as I get, because when you're excited about things, it helps increase performance. So if you want to become a word nerd, just like me, feel free to join me. It's a great existence. It's a good life. But today I'm going to talk to you about how to very, very easily elevate your communications to an executive level and how to communicate in a way that makes people see you as someone who is more credible and more experienced and more professional and even smarter. And something that I've learned in my career, which is a really fascinating fact in and of itself, and I think that it could be its own whole podcast episode, but it's something that I've observed and has proven itself to be true time and time again is that the way that things are packaged is incredibly, incredibly important. So you can have the same piece of information, the same project someone worked on, the same idea, the same finding, the same piece of information, whatever it is. But depending on how you present that information, both the credibility of the information itself and the credibility of the person delivering the information is greatly, greatly influenced by how cleanly and clearly the information is delivered. And this doesn't often get talked about that much. And this is an area that many people don't pay attention to because people are so busy working and getting things done and creating outputs and moving so quickly that often people don't take time to pause and think, how can I communicate this more clearly? But the more that you are able to do this and the more that you focus on this and the more that you tighten up your communication, which, as you'll see in a minute, is not at all hard to do, the more you do that, the more your work will be perceived as higher quality simply because of the way that you are packaging it and the more that you will be perceived as having greater credibility and greater potential for leadership and someone who really puts together an excellent work product. And I'm going to walk you through something 
in this episode that is going to help you come off so much more executive and it's so easy to do. And I want to start this by explaining something that I think a lot of people get backwards and that once you understand this, it is freeing. It is so, so, so freeing. So I think a lot of times at work, we all want to sound smart, right? Like in some ways, sometimes, like let's be real for a second here, work often feels like a smartness competition of like who can be the smartest person in the room, right? Like let's not pretend like that's not true. And I don't know about you, but I'm just going to be totally, fully upfront and honest. I'm also not going to pretend like I don't compete in that competition and that my ego doesn't fully jump on board with that and say, oh, we're having a conversation and it's turning into a who's the smartest person in the room. I want to be the smartest person in the room. I That happens. It's real. I'm just going to admit it. No shame there. But that happens a lot at work, right? And I'm sharing this and kind of making fun of myself a little bit because I think we all at the core want to sound smart and we want to be viewed as smart. And I do think a lot of us struggle with being afraid we won't sound smart enough. And I want to share something with you that could set you free with this, which is that we think often to sound smart, to sound executive, to sound above and beyond where we're at, right? To really come off as someone who's truly intellectual that we have to make things so complicated and there have to be so many different things and that smart people understand complicated things. So smart people say complicated things. But once you truly realize that it's actually the polar opposite of that, not only does your life get so much easier, but you will be perceived as way, way smarter and way, way more professional. The secret is this. Smart people can make complex things simple. When you are sharing things with people, they want to feel smart. They don't want to feel confused, right? So if you're sharing something really big and complicated with them and they feel confused, that's not going to make them very happy, right? You want to share something complicated with them, but you want to make it so simple so that they can feel smart. Because just like you want to feel smart and just like I want to feel smart, they want to feel smart. And the people who are really able to stand out as all-stars and really able to demonstrate their credibility are able to take something very complicated and make it simple. And there is never, ever any downside in simplifying if you are able to do so without losing the truth of the message and without losing the core information that you are trying to present. So Anytime you are communicating, whether it's a presentation, whether it's an email, whether it's a one-on-one conversation, whatever the communication might be, the more you can simplify what you're sharing and the more that you can make it easy for the people around you to digest and to understand, the less confused they're going to be, which means they're going to feel better about it, which means your message is going to get received more easily, which means they're going to have a positive experience consuming your information, which means that over time, they're going to learn to associate your communication and your work with a positive experience in their minds and their brains, which means they're going to associate you with a positive experience. And there are fewer things better for your career than beginning to build that reputation. Can you tell that I get excited about this? It's just, it's so much fun and it's such low hanging fruit and I'm so excited to help you with it. So remember this, 
when people are clear on something, they feel good. And when they feel good, they're more open to you and what it is you have to share. And this makes so much sense. Think about it. How do you feel when you're confused? How do you feel when someone presents something to you and you don't understand it and there's a lot and it doesn't make sense? Often you don't feel really good, right? And that's how many, many other humans work. They don't feel good either. So when you're communicating things to people and when you're sharing your work, you want them to feel good. And you do so by making it an easy experience for them to digest what you're saying. And simplicity is one of the best ways, hands down, to get there. And I'm going to share a very tactical thing that you can do, that you can implement immediately, that is so easy to do. As soon as you get in the habit of doing this, it'll soon become autopilot. It is so easy, but it will have such impact on how you are perceived and your credibility. And the tactical thing that I want to teach you is something that I learned very, very early in my career in management consulting. And I was told to use this structure in literally everything I did, whether it was a presentation, whether it was a check-in with my manager, it could be an informal conversation, it could be a very formal project that I was you know, typing up or working on. But this was something that I was always asked to do, which is before I share any information whatsoever, and before you share any information, before you dive into what it is that you need to share, you want to give a simple, upfront, structured summary of what information you are about to deliver before you deliver it. And the easiest way that I like to think about this and the way that I like to explain this is using the analogy of Google Maps. And we all use it, or I think we all use it. I'm very dependent on it. It is very embarrassing how I barely know how to get back to my own apartment because I've become so dependent on Google Maps. But with that dependency, I'm very intimate with how it works. And it's a great analogy for this episode. So there's a benefit there. Now, with Google Maps, we always start by putting in where we're going, right? So we put in the destination where we're going, and it knows where we are. So Google Maps knows exactly where we are. We tell Google Maps where we're going, and then we press directions. And now there are a couple of things that Google Maps does at the same time. And these two things that Google Maps does should exactly mirror the way that you communicate information. So it does two things. One is... It creates step-by-step directions for how we're going to get from point A to point B. Go straight, turn right, then turn left, 400 feet, 2.1 miles. Those are the listed step-by-step directions in full detail with not anything missing that will get us from point A to point B. And that is what Google uses to get us there. And those are the directions we get. But it also does another thing, right? When you put your destination in and you tell it to give you directions, It also shows you on the map the line that it's taking you down. So you can visually see exactly where you're going to be going on the map. And then you can hit start and it'll start navigating you. Or you can press the button that tells Google, oh, I want to see the step-by-step directions. And the important thing about this and the reason I'm using this as an analogy is because these represent two levels of detail that you want to constantly be aware of when you are communicating, right? There is the detailed step-by-step directions that Google gives you with every single step in them. That represents the full 
load of information that you want to communicate. That is all the stuff that you're like, I need to share. I need to explain this, and then I need to explain this, and then I need to explain this, and then I need to explain this. Those are the detailed step-by-step directions. And then there is the line on the map in Google Maps, which is the overview. It's the summary. It does not show you every single step, but it gives you a high-level overview of where you're going. So you probably can't look at that and see every single turn that you're going to make, right? Unless it's like a very straightforward route. If you really wanted to like see every step, you'd have to kind of like zoom in and see like, okay, what street is that on the map, right? If you're just looking at that line, you're not seeing every single step, but you are getting a high-level overview of what route Google is sending you down. And I don't know if you're like me and you live in a heavily trafficked city. I live in Los Angeles, although right now during COVID, there's no traffic. But during normal day-to-day life in LA, traffic in the city is wild. It is crazy. If you live here, you know that. And so whenever I put my directions into Google Maps, I never, I have learned the hard way But I never just put my direction in, especially during rush hour, and say, go, direct me, and then I just start driving in my car. And the reason that I don't just put the directions in and hit go and then start driving is because I learned the hard way when I first moved here a little bit ago that Google, they would ask me to do crazy things. Like they would ask me to make a left turn where there was no traffic light from like a tiny little side street onto a massive street that had four lanes of traffic going in either direction during rush hour. So Google would ask me to do crazy things like that. And after a couple of bad driving experiences, I learned not to trust Google. And so I got in the habit of putting in my destination. But before I would press start and before I would let Google give me the step-by-step instructions, I would zoom out and say, which route is Google taking me? I need to know if they're going to ask me to make a scary impossible turn because I refuse to do that because my driving style is very granny. And I don't mean that in an offensive way, but I like to be a very safe driver and I don't like to make those turns. They scare me. So I always like to check before I get into my directions. I like to see what's coming. I like to see what route I'm taking. And even if it's not crazy traffic or whatever, I kind of want to know, am I taking the freeway? Am I taking a bunch of side streets? How are we getting there today? And this is really, really important because this idea of looking at the route at a high level that Google's taking you versus going into the step-by-step directions are two very different things. And it can feel really, really nice to know at a high level, what route you're taking before you get into the step-by-step directions. And so that's exactly what you want to do with your communication. And you want to do this, whether it's a presentation, a conversation, an email, you can literally use this in any situation where you are communicating more than one or two pieces of information. As soon as you are realizing, I have a few different things that I need to say here. It's not just like a quick one or two exchange and then it's done, but I have a significant amount of information I need to share. As soon as that happens, you can use this. And I want you to think of your bulk of information, like I said, as the step-by-step directions in Google Maps. And what you always want to do before you take someone into those step-by-step directions and before you bring them all the way down into the detail is you want to give them the overview. So if you were Google Maps, (laughs) imagine that the person that you're sharing this information with is saying, 
hey, before you get into the step-by-step, can you give me the high-level overview of the route? Right. And so for Google Maps, that would look like, okay, you're going to mainly take this one side street. And then as soon as you get to this other point, you're going to take the freeway and then you're going to get off and make a few turns and then you'll be there. That's an overview. Right. And that's what you'd see on the line of Google Maps if you just looked at it. I didn't say every single direction. I didn't share every single place that you would turn and every single street name. I just shared with you a basic overview of everything that's going to happen. And that's exactly what you want to do. And the easiest way to get from your detailed information and your step-by-step to your overview is to create buckets or chunks or themes that lead from one into the other. So you want to look at the information you have and say, if I had to consolidate this and take all of these pieces of information and just summarize them into two or three big buckets, what would those buckets be? And you can do this no matter what information you have. It just requires a little bit of creativity. And I'll give you an example. Let's say that you have periodic check-ins with your manager or with someone that you're working with. And during those check-ins, you share a lot of different information with them. You might talk about multiple projects. You might ask them for help with somewhere where you're stuck. The way that you'd apply this in a conversation with that person would be to look at everything on your list and say, if I had to force myself to group all of the things I need to share with this person into just a few categories, two or three categories, try to keep it simple, what would those be? And instead of starting by diving into a laundry list of 10 or 12 things, you would first identify the categories and maybe you're like, okay, these either fall into being about this project, project A, some of them fall into project B. And then I have a couple of feedback questions. So instead of diving into your list, you'd say, I'm excited to do our update. I have a few questions around Project A, a few questions around Project B, and a couple of questions around feedback. And then that person would say, okay, great. And then you would dive in and start with your questions on Project A. And they have an overview of what's coming. And this is such an effective structure not just for conversations, but for leading meetings, for structuring presentations, and for kicking off a presentation and explaining what you're going to share, and for any sort of exchange you're having, particularly with people who are more experienced. They will really, really appreciate the structure. So for any given situation, you really want to push yourself to say, if I had to divide this into chunks and give that high-level Google Maps overview before I dive into the details and the step-by-step of every single thing I have to share. What would those chunks be? And then all you say before you get started is, today I'm focusing on three different things. Thing number one is this, thing number two is this, and thing number three is this. And people will love this. This will make your presentations look more professional, When you verbally use this structure, when you're just having more of an informal conversation, it'll make you look more credible, it'll make you look more organized, it'll make you look more structured, and it can be a really, really useful tool because when someone knows everything that you're going to cover, they might be able to give you feedback just by seeing the structure of it that can help you use the time more efficiently. So for example, you might create a presentation of your findings, of a piece of work you're doing. And if you start with an overview that says, hey, these are the three pieces that I'm looking at, 
your manager or whoever you're sharing that with might look at those three pieces and say, great, I want to start with number three because that's really top of mind for me. And you wouldn't have known that unless you shared that overview. And now that you know where their head is at, you are going to be able to jump in exactly where they're thinking and they're going to be super engaged because that's the exact topic that is top of mind for them that they really want to be focusing on. And that wouldn't have happened if you hadn't shared the overview because you would have just dived in and you'd probably be sharing part number one and your manager or whoever, their head is on part number three and you're like, why aren't they paying attention? Is my work bad? But really, their head is somewhere else. And by sharing that overview, you were able to jump directly into there and have a really strong exchange and a really productive conversation. So this idea of giving the structure up front, forcing yourself to put it into buckets. The buckets don't need to be perfect. This is not a scientific exercise at all. This does not have to be crazy precise because we're not sending a rocket to the moon. And so we don't need all the decimals to be perfect and the buckets to be perfect. They just need to be accurate enough for it to make general sense and for someone to be able to look at it and say, okay, I know what you're going to be sharing about. And again, this will really, really elevate your credibility. It'll make your conversations more efficient and bonus, it will often make the people listening feel more patient. Because when people have a sense of what's coming up, they tend to feel less lost in the details and they tend to be more engaged because they can see how it's laddering up to the bigger picture. So this is something that you can do no matter what type of role you have, no matter your job title, no matter the situation, you can apply this immediately and it's super simple. All you have to do is take a couple of minutes to ask yourself, What are the buckets or what are the categories? And again, when you sit down to share, you want to say, I'm going to be covering three things. They are one, two, and three. And you explain in general what each of them is. And then you dive into one and get into the details and get into the step-by-step. Let me know if you try this out, and I'm really curious to hear if this is something that feels relevant to the work that you do, and if you try this, I want to know how it feels, how it goes, if you find it helpful, if it helps you feel more confident, please let me know. The best way to reach me is jessica at theartofspeakingup.com. You can DM me on Instagram at theartofspeakingup. Don't forget to join the Facebook group for the show if you want to interact more and get to know some of the other women, the incredible women who listen to the show. I will link the Facebook group in the show notes. It's just called The Art of Speaking Up on Facebook. And don't forget, if you have left a review or a rating for the show, please email me or DM me, jessica at theartofspeakingup.com via email. And for Instagram, the handle is at theartofspeakingup. DM me or email me to let me know. Simply let me know you have left a rating or a review. You don't even have to share it with me or tell me what it was. And I will share with you my morning journaling exercise that I have created. And the goal of that journaling exercise is to reduce overwhelm and worry in the mornings and to help manage your mindset in the mornings. It's something that I do, especially during time periods of work where my day is really, really crazy or I'm feeling really stressed out. I use these journaling prompts to center myself and ground myself before the day begins so I don't feel like the day is like seizing me and taking control because that is not a fun feeling at all. So anyway, if you've left a review or rating for the show, I would love to share that with you as a thank you. Please let me know. I'll put all of this information in the show notes so you don't have to remember it. And I want to thank you so much for tuning in. You are wonderful. You have so, so, so much talent. And please try to keep that in mind when you're communicating at work. I know that sharing your work and kind of 
kicking off a meeting or even a one-on-one conversation, I know those can feel like very vulnerable moments. And I just want you to know that if you start applying this advice and you kind of start putting your attention towards your communication, you might feel a little shaky or you might feel a little like, ah, I get like stressed out before I'm about to say something. Like I feel awkward and I don't know if it's going to come out well. I want you to know that that's totally 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 normal and it's something that I've experienced and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that at all the most important thing is don't judge yourself because that's happening just notice that it's happening and then be compassionate to yourself and as much as you can try to cultivate enough awareness in the moment to give yourself a little bit of positive thinking to move through that vulnerability and that difficulty. So instead of feeling it come up and being like, oh, here comes the awkwardness again, like, great, you know, I'm such a spaz. Instead of just letting that happen on autopilot, just try to say, oh, here comes the awkwardness. Here comes the self-judgment. Okay, I know what this is. This is familiar, but I'm going to just try my best. I'm going to try as best I can. It's not perfect. I'm not feeling perfect. I'm not a perfect person, but I am just going to try. That has worked extremely well for me because I know that in those difficult, scary moments, what's most important for me is to take off some of the pressure and to try to reduce the negative feelings. And I can only do that through kindness and positivity towards myself, which is very, very hard to do, but it does get easier with practice. And it's a great thing to cultivate because it's so important for us, especially as women in these challenging professional environments, to be able to give some of that medicine to ourselves because we won't always get it from the world around us. So that finishes up today's episode. You can probably see how excited I get about communication. Like I said, I'm a word nerd and I love this stuff so, so much. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm going to sign off now, but I will catch you next week and I hope you're doing great. Bye.